I want to give a special shout out to the team at CastSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Players Podcast, where I am here for all of you past, present, and future players. This is a place where we keep it real and hear from athletes on who they are beneath the jersey and off the field. Without further ado, I am Sydney Supley. I am your host. From the Players is presented by Sports Entrepreneur and part of the Cast Source Podcast Network. Welcome back, everybody. Man, I have missed you in this podcast, but I promise you with today's episode, it will make the wait well worth it. Today, we have the very special Michaela Edenfield, who I am sure you all have been nonstop watching as she just got done playing on the very biggest stage of college softball, the Women's College World Series, while she held it down behind the catcher's plate and for her, the Florida State Knowles. And Michaela, you really captured kind of the attention of America from just who you were on the fields and off the fields and your beautiful, insanely creative eye makeup. Yes, I said eye makeup. It is the craziest, most beautiful thing I've ever seen, which I have to say, I have such mad respect for you because I could barely do a braid before every game this season. So the work and effort you put in, I mean, even today for this podcast, you guys should see her. The eyes are insane. But Michaela, thank you so much for joining us today on From the Players Podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, I have to say, your life has been crazy these last few months, these last few weeks. But now that you've kind of had some time to reflect from the Women's College World Series, I'm kind of curious, you know, where's your mind at? Where's your heart at? What have you been able to really just reflect on this journey of playing at this year's Women's College World Series? Yeah, I mean, uh, luckily, I was a little bit of an underclassman role still, even though I'd been at Florida State for three years. I redshirted my first season um, at Florida State, and I've had a lot of time with Kat Sandercock, and she's really taken me underneath her wing for quite a few years now. And so, you know, it's so funny. I literally caught her yesterday. So imagine (laughs) as she's going off playing for USA here soon. So I think like just the reflection piece is that understanding that it's going to be a whole nother team next year and it's always a new team and it's in a very exciting experience, but also like something that I'm leaning to want to be someone that people can look up to and someone that I can give like the underclassmen, like I can show them the way. And I think luckily we've had quite a few great freshman classes probably the past three years. A lot of the girls have been very on board and I was talking to Kat yesterday and I was just like, you know, like, man, we've got to do this again, except you're not <laughs> doing it. I'm doing it. And I think just straightforward, like the alumni that we have is awesome. I was able to work with Anna Shelnad, the catcher, uh, my first year here. And I think like just learning a lot from her and still being able to text her to this day and like figure out like what I need to do or what I need to say and like having people still guide me and more of this like leadership role that I'm wanting to take on the team. It's definitely something else, but 
you know, as a reflection of Team 40 season, I mean, Team 40 is Team 40 and there's never going to be another Team 40. So I think um, we had a really, really special season and a lot of things clicked for us. And I was very, very excited for our journey and our path. And like her whole mantra last year was let's ride, which stood for being rugged and tinful, dependable and energetic. And they were everything. They were all of that. And I'm honored to still be a Florida State Seminole. And I've got two more seasons left in me. And I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I got off the phone with my head coach the other day, just talking about what adventure I'm off to next into the world because she was curious about how New York was. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anyone else's head coach does that, but mine does. Love that. (laughs) But it's super cool. And I'm very excited for what the next two years have to hold for me. I mean, even just hearing what you were saying, it's so clear, like the chemistry that you have, your entire program, like you said, the alumni, the teammates, the coaching staff. And that's like truly, I believe, what makes teams so special and special enough to make it to OKC. We were fortunate to make it two seasons ago and like our whole tagline was friendship wins. And it's something that like I truly stand by. And how much did you see that chemistry play into kind of the reason why you guys were able to make it all the way to the Women's College World Series this season? Yeah, I mean, it shows up at the most detrimental times. Like, you've got to be all in with your left and right. I mean, we talk about it all the time, like selfless softball. And what does that mean? Like, for your team and for like for it to be friendship is like being selfless. Like, you don't call your friend at like 2 a.m. for them to pick you up, you know, like if they're not selfless, you know, like they want to be there in your best interest and help you at all times. And I think that's like what a team really needs to be successful and we talk about it all the time and we had this one term we called it free softball at one point and it's just like hey like we've got two guaranteed games like we should just have fun as this unit and I think that's a different outlook a little bit of different perspective when we made it into the world series and you know you're one of the last eight teams standing and I think like again like the two guaranteed games like we went in and like we in the season, we're one of the last eight, you know, like it was very selfless softball, very much so like just wanting to have fun with our left and right. And to think that we made it all the way to the championship series. I mean, it was awesome. It was a ride. So I love how you mentioned kind of, you know, picking somebody up from 2am because it's so real because the relationships that shine through on the TVs, you know, in postseason, that's the stuff that was being mended, being created in the fall off the field, you know what I mean? On the weekends, outside of practice, like that's where those like true bonds of sisterhood is actually created. So then when you're on the biggest stage in OKC, it shines through. And you talked about being one of the last eight teams standing, but you were one of the last two, which is so, so incredible. Kind of like walk me through those emotions of playing in front of 17,000 streaming fans in the championship series millions watching at home like how are you able to stay focused and just remember hey this is the same game I've been playing since I was six years old yeah like you said it is the same game and I like joked around I said well everyone puts on their pants the same way I don't jump through (laughs) mine so I don't expect anyone to jump in there so (laughs) (laughs) I definitely like our coaches when we first got our ticket in our punch in we were just talking in the classroom we're just like you know, like it's usually the team that plays the most to normal that succeeds. And I think we've done the work. Even like Pat and I, like 
endless hours, endless bullpens where it's just been us to connecting with and without a ball. And to think like the routines we like to call like at a dry bullpen or a silent bullpen. And quite literally, she's not throwing a ball and I'm not catching a ball, but we're pretending that we are. And you'd be surprised the crazy things that will come out of that and just like the routines that you're focusing on on every day, every game and how it feels in OKC. Yeah, the feel aspect is different. Like you're talking like thousands of softball fans, like truly like throughout the games, like it wasn't just one way or the other until the series, but it was just, it was definitely very, very different from what I had expected for it to be because I was at the World Series, my red shirt year, I was underneath Anna Shauna and I was sprinting back and forth like 500 feet all the way to the bullpen at the end. It is very, very far away. <laughs> they don't tell you those things, but it's a very, is a distance and you're just sprinting across, but I can tell you, I was like running at one point to the bullpen. And I was like, well, I hope the camera's not on me because like I'm gasping for air. Like, butter. Oh God, it's so bad. It is so, it's such a long jog. I feel like I'm in a movie and like everyone's <laughs> watching. It's so bad. Yeah. But again, like just those like small routines and those little things were just showing up there. And quite literally, I like to think that we're very much in sync a lot of the time and like she takes a breath, I'm taking a breath with her and that shows up on the biggest stage and very much like just me and you. Uh, we talk about it all the time. A lot of people notice how Kat and I especially have that routine and that sync because we just know like we're in control. You know, like she's the pitcher, I'm the catcher. Like we have to be the synergy. We have to take off the synergy for the team to be able to connect and give relay and give the information and it starts with us. So like we just put ourselves in the best position possible to be successful and to have that confidence and that swagger of, you know, it's just another pitch. It's just another job ball. It's just another this. So I think it's been a really cool experience to work with Kat the past few years. And to think that like I get to help mentor a couple pitchers coming in and just being able to do my role as a catcher. I'm grateful for my pitching staff. And I talk about it all the time. I wouldn't be the person I am today without them. I wouldn't be as patient without them. <laughs> but no, definitely a lot of fun. And to think that we made it all the way to the World Series, the championship series. And, you know, just being one of the last two standing, like you said. And it's a lot. I mean, OU is such a great team mm -hmm. from top to bottom very great girls both on and off the field and they've done something that Nebraska baseball hasn't done yet so it's like one of those things a lot of people like to talk about the home field advantage but they worked their butts off to get that and you know what like say what you want but Nebraska baseball hasn't done it yet so like it's like one of those things a lot of people had a lot of comments towards me and the team before and after just talking about like Oh, it's so unfair that the World Series is held like 15 minutes away from the home stadium. And I was just like, well, listen, yeah, <laughs> like this has been years in the process. And we're talking about like Arizona State, Arizona and UCLA was rocking it back in the day. And it was in Oklahoma. Like it is mm -hmm. what it is. Like, I mean, they worked their butts off and they're a great team and they definitely deserve it. So it was an honor to be able to play them at the biggest stage and at the final series, but also just taking every little concept in hand of what it took for us and team 40 to get there. So, yeah, you have to give credit where credit's due. And I a hundred percent agree with you with Oklahoma. I think 
it's funny because the people you hear making those comments are usually the ones who aren't even in college softball because the one the teams that are in college softball can look at them and say like I have nothing but respect for you like you said every time you play them they're respectable girls they work hard respectable women excuse me big difference (laughs) they deserve their flowers and like hats off to them and that's what every single one of us are trying to get to but that doesn't mean we need to knock somebody down for their success and I love specifically the way you described Kat in your relationship because I think a catcher and a pitcher's relationship is truly the most special one on the field. And as a pitcher myself, like my catchers are my very best friends. And we thank you because like you said, you need to have a lot of patience to work with us and you know, to be blocking all those balls and the ones that go over your head on the rise balls. Like <laughs> so much grace for all my catchers. And I am so excited because you're actually my very first catcher I've had on this podcast. So I really want to kind of dive into what tips you can give any listeners on kind of what makes a great catcher all the way from what you said, like of mentoring the younger players, creating that special relationship with Kat, but also if you have any like kind of physical tips that you really believe have allowed your game to put you at the highest level. Yeah. I mean, catching, it's a lot of responsibility and it doesn't get a lot of attention until it's bad. and. I talk about it all the time. The best advice I could give towards catching is that you have to love it. If you don't genuinely love it, then it becomes miserable, you know, and like things when you're upset, like it's going to show up. It's going to show up with how you carry yourself. It's going to show up how you treat your pitchers. It's definitely going to show up. So you got to love it. And I do. I love it. I love every aspect of it. And I love dealing with my pitchers as much as the headache they may be at times. Like, I 100% choose them over any other headache I could possibly have. So I think personally, like growing up, I grew up in like a female household of athletes and every woman in my house played softball or some form of softball. So pitch, pass, pitch, except for my grandma for obvious reasons. And, you know, like my aunt came, she went to Florida State from 97 to 2001. She came in as a shortstop and she turned into a catcher because, you know, she was just like, what can I do to be on the field? And we talk about like the selfless softball aspect all the time with her. And I love talking to my aunt. Like she's like very much in my corner. And it's interesting to hear the stories don't always change. Like it's very much the same, but we just get a little bit more exposure. And we talk about like the differences in college softball now and then. But back to like catching and whatnot, like, I don't know, like you've got to love it. And there's got to be things that you're willing to put up with and do. Like it takes a lot to get at a high level and understand how your pitchers work. And I think as a good catcher, you've got to be able to go both ways. You have to know how to catch, how to block things, how to call plays, like just certain those things and be like a commander on the field, but also at the same time, know what your pitcher's doing. It's like, In a way, right now, I could probably give uh, a 13-year-old a pitching lesson. Like, I need to know everything from how she feels to her form. And, like, what's the little things that she's not doing to give her good advice and good things and feedback. And I think, like, it is very much, like, a business aspect. Like, when you play college softball, and I'm sure you understand, like, it is a business. And you need constant feedback. And you need things that are going to be real. And we talk about all the time, like, there's a difference from like being friends and being family. And we talk about like the family aspect that we have and the culture we have 
a first date and to think like we're seminal sisters and, you know, family is going to hold you accountable and friends, how loosely the term can be like described or seen as like may not always keep you accountable to that level. Like at the end of the day, like you may not like me right now, but I know you love me because I'm going to be very real with you. And I think that's been the best, like working with our freshmen last year and just seeing like the difference in McKenna Reed's like her, her presence on the field has shifted. And to think that like, I had like a small, small, small contribution to like help her succeed. I mean, that's the best part. And again, like one of the biggest things I say, like, best thing to do is to play a lot of sports growing up because you never know what aspect of cross training will help you. I played volleyball growing up. I also played basketball, but I was very, very aggressive and I fouled out in middle school. So don't know if that (laughs) one really helped me, but I played volleyball to like a high level to the point that I was playing travel softball and travel volleyball and high school softball and high school volleyball. And it was like a year round thing. And I think number one, just Again, being busy and with sports that you love is a big part. It also helps with the time management piece growing up. But just being able to be good at a broad variety of things, you know. So I personally, I love catching. But I think a lot of things have contributed from volleyball to softball and vice versa. And I think just little things. It is the little things. It's very difficult I know for a fact it's very difficult to find a really good catching coach, but if chance that you do get yourself in a really good position or maybe go to a camp, maybe work with like one person that really sticks out to you and that you're able to learn from, like get their email, their number. Like it's very much like you'd be surprised with what just simple email conversations over fundamentals or catching or drills can do for you. And if you're connecting with that person. So, yeah, I mean, not much great advice, but definitely a little something. No, definitely great advice. And I think one thing like I want to like shout out and that's part of your story that I think is so like amazing of you is the fact that you mentioned it already in this podcast. You had to redshirt your freshman year. But I can imagine even just listening to you, but like how you were a sponge and you can kind of talk me through what that year was because then when you got like your chance to shine these last two seasons, I mean, even in your first season, you hit what, 16 home runs? Like you came, you were forced at the play and you're taking over your pitching staff in terms of like how you're helping them behind the plate. Like it's just incredible how you must have been able to silently work, wait for your turn. And then when it became your time, you have just made the utmost of it these last two seasons. Yeah, I mean, redshirting was something, a gift that, I didn't know would benefit me this much. I knew for a fact in high school, I knew at some point, I thought it was Elizabeth Mason. I thought she was still going to be catching. So it's kind of funny how things turned out and then the COVID year and then like the super seniors come back. But it's really funny, like thinking from a different aspect with softball and sitting on the bench. Like you talk about it like all the time. Like a lot of people, I tell them like, oh, like I retro my first year and they're like, what did you injure? And I was like, no, it was actually just like a pure choice, like pure will of choice right there. Like, and I don't regret it at all. I was able to work behind Anna and learn a lot from her. And not only that, but I mean, I caught a, a lot of bullpens. Not to say that like I didn't catch that many bullpens like this year and last year, but that year gave me a lot to 
think about. Like it was very much fire hose of information, like hitting my face every day. And eventually, like I was able to absorb it. We talked about <laughs> building one more inch on the sponge in my brain, and we it, we talk about it all the time. Coach does, and just being able to put myself in a better position for the remaining years that I have, and I think it benefited me really well. And not only that, but put me in a really good mental health aspect of understanding that it's not a dire situation. And I think seeing the game that I love from a different perspective like that, a lot of people don't get to experience that unless they are injured. And thankfully I I've never really been hurt a majority of my career. So just being able to like see things from that side and understand what it takes for a team to like actually solidify and work as a unit rather than just a couple people doing their thing is a lot different and you've got to have everyone we talk about all the time we had 22 girls and it takes all 22 to get where we want to go and that's quite literally the statement i took the mentality of being a red shirt catcher serious i knew i was going to catch the bullpens but like that's cool that was my responsibility and i took that with every ounce of respect and I wanted anything that I did with my pitchers I wanted it to be something good I think my pitchers would kind of like they would get a little nervous asking me like can you catch me again like this that and the other and I was just like same like attitude and response like yep you got it like I'm here for you like I wanted to be that positive thing because I don't want to be the one thing that gets them into a bad mood and they're like warming up and they know that I don't like my job and that's just not how I wanted it to be. And I took that job with a lot of pride and a lot of respect for Anna and what she's done for the program. And I just wanted to be another positive influence to the game somehow. I felt like if I responded, yep, I got you. Like I I thought that was going to help her like pitch a few more strikes in the game or something. So it does. (laughs) It really does. Yeah, I enjoyed that role. I learned a lot that year. And I was in and out of the coaches' offices um, just trying to learn more about the game. Like, I've been very much a very physical, like, very strong girl majority of my life. And I think just understanding the game to that level was the biggest thing I could do. And being able to break it down and see things in film that I didn't see before and that year in general brought a lot of more tools to my last two seasons. So again, very excited to see what the next two have to hold now that I'm a little bit more of an upperclassman now and definitely have taken a couple more people underneath my wing, but it's interesting and it's a lot of fun for sure. I love that attitude. And one thing we always talk about on our team is our head coach Kate Jarman always says the game always knows. And like I really believe that like your success is because you were the yes person like I'll catch another bullpen that year like you were willing to do the work when none of the cameras were on you none of the lights were on you and you probably made so many pitchers stronger happier better because of it and just that like attitude pays dividends not only for like this year's but like honestly like your life and I think that's the coolest part about this game is it teaches us so many life lessons like in those moments of like, all right, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to work. I'm going to be the best person I can be. And then you watch how just like life kind of blesses you with all these blessings because you were a good person. You did the right thing. And and that's like the greatest part about our game. So like, I love hearing those stories. And then 
turning on the TV and seeing you shine, knowing like what it took to get there. Right. And just like you said, like the game knows, but the game doesn't care. That's like (laughs) one of my favorite quotes to live by. And I think like we talk about all the time, like the game doesn't care if you're a freshman. It doesn't matter. Like you never know like what moment or what pitch might be the biggest pitch of the game. And we talk about one pitch softball and playing one pitch softball. And it's something very, very hard to do. And that's also something as a mentality goal that we took into the World Series. And again, like everyone puts on their pants the same way. I don't jump in mine. I don't expect you to jump in yours. So just taking a deep breath. And I think just turning around thinking like how cool it is, like how cool is it to play on this stage where there's cameras and there's thousands of people like you don't get that all the time, you know, and to think it's about the growth of the sport too. And we talk about OU softball and how they're raising the bar of our game. And it's like all respect. And it's more so that like, okay, you raise the bar. All right. It's, Let's all of us. We're always going to like better ourselves, not to beat you, but to be the best in softball. So a lot of people have had this like whole shift with OU softball and they're a powerhouse. Yes, they are. I mean, they have multiple like alumni that I looked up to growing up. And I think it's just been a really cool experience to play against such a great program and such a great head coach. And we talk about Patty all the time and things that she's done to like raise awareness and the growth of the sport. And I talked to my aunt a lot. Again, I said earlier, like the difference from then and now, it's the same. There was still athletes. There was athletes that could do the same things that we do today. It's just the fact that we had lack of exposure and what it's like to be a female athlete, a student athlete in college now versus then, and just relay a few things. And I think her giving me some perspective has given me a lot of gratitude for the things I am grateful to experience in today's world, but also still be like on the foundation of like, no, we deserve better. No, I enjoyed this. No, I didn't enjoy this. And like give truthful feedback on how female sports in general in college, how it's being perceived. And I mean, you know this, like we can say what we want and this, that, and the other, but we still get almost as close to the men's and views. I think we had more views than the men's. We did. I'm pretty sure. Yes. I have to pull those numbers up and take a look. But yeah. I mean, you give us, give us an inch, run a mile. And I think it's all about like the little things, right? Like you give us some TV time and I promise you it's going to pay out because people want to watch softball now. People want to invest. And it's been really cool to see the growth of the game from growing up. I think maybe I was able to watch the World Series on TV and no other games. So now the point that like almost every other game is on TV, regardless of whether it's like ESPN plus ACC network. I mean, Texas had like their whole like Longhorn network for a while and they were just like solo on that. I'm pretty sure they still are, but it's been really cool to see that shift growing up from just like the TV time aspect to things that we're getting as college athletes and onto like NIL, like things that my aunt doesn't know what that's like and just being able to relay stories. And it's been a lot of fun. And just seeing the growth of the game in general has been a lot of fun. I could not agree with you more. First of all, just invest in women's sports, like across the board. I love how I feel like softball is pushing women's sports to a new heights. But I mean, 
we have basketball, we have field hockey, we have lacrosse. Like we have so many incredible women competing across the board. And it's like you said, like shout out to OU for creating more hype around our game because that's only growing all of us. And I love how you talk about your family because it's like, may we learn from strong women, may we be strong women, and then may we raise strong women next. Because that's what it's all about, like just giving women more opportunity. And the fact that sports has given us this platform, like we've taken and ran. And that's exactly like what this podcast is all about, is about giving women in softball right now, I want to give them this platform to share their story and to show who they are on and off the field. Because, you know, you turn on the TV and you get a little clipping of who somebody is. It's like, no, I want to learn about who this woman is. I want to learn about like how she got to where she is today, who she is off the field, who she is going to be someday. And that's why like, I love having you on here. And like something like I want to talk about is you were just in New York. Like I said, you caught the attention over so many people by just like how you express yourself, your eye makeup that you do. That's only like an inch of it, but it's just that how you walk around with this confidence and you're not afraid to be who you are. You're not afraid to walk around looking different than maybe the player next to you with like all the art you have on your eyes. And I want to know, like, where does that send from? What message are you trying to give these younger girls? Because I see you out there like empowering others. Yeah. Sydney, I used to get bullied from a very young age. And I think taking those years of being bullied and understanding that in general, the best person that you can be is yourself. And you start to get away from your best game when you're trying to be something that you're not. And like coming to Forest State, I chose to be at Forest State because I wanted to grow not only as a athlete, but also as a human. And like, we talk about all the time, it's about the environment piece. And I wanted to be somewhere where that I could stem from being myself. And my coaches have been everything for that. They have been in my corner. I can't tell you, I've, I put on some makeup looks before that I've went up to the offices before the game. I'm like, don't think about this. And I'm like (laughs) waiting for them to say something like, Oh, take it off. Like, Oh, but no, no, they've been like 100% in my corner. It's been really awesome to see that growth piece through the years. And again, like I wasn't the most confident person growing up. And I think just taking that perspective piece again, like 13 year old me wouldn't believe where I'm at right now. And that's okay because I'm way, 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 way beyond that point of my life that I shouldn't have to question if being myself is okay. And I don't have to be scared about being myself because at this point, like, again, like I want to compete and play softball at the highest level. The best way I can do that is just by being myself and sticking to my routine and understanding how I work. So the whole softball, the makeup, the get ready with me, I like grew up again, being bullied a little bit. I wanted some confidence and it wasn't so much that I turned to makeup as it is. I watched RuPaul's Drag Race growing up. So a lot of people think immediately when women are insecure and they decide to wear makeup, it's because of their insecurities, whatever. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and I don't know if you've ever watched this, any, but that is the most, like, entertaining thing that you could possibly watch on TV. And I just think I wanted the aura that the drag race, the drag queens carry themselves. I mean, they were confident, and 
they just had a certain walk and a certain give about them that I wanted as a kid. And like, I wanted to be confident. I wanted to have some swagger. And I think they were always able to express themselves over makeup. And, you know, originally I didn't want to be a softball player. I didn't like dirt in between my fingers. I just wanted to dress that twirled and sparkled in the light really well. So I think just taking that outlook and wanting that confidence for myself, I did turn to makeup in a way and wanted to do some colorful looks. And now it's kind of shifted onto like what me and my mom call as uh, war paint. (laughs) (laughs) Even the girls, even alumni that knew me like growing up at camps and whatnot, like I wore makeup and I was okay with it. Like I was like, people can judge me. Yeah, I am wearing cat eyeliner right now. I am doing that right now. And a lot of people think I'm really extra, but I don't wear that day to day. But not saying I don't like to be extra, but it's definitely like one of those things where nothing wrong with being extra. (laughs) Let me see. It's all about being like your best version of you. And I think the makeup piece, like I love to express myself in that art and I have a lot of fun with it. It's not a superstition. A lot of people think that like I need the makeup to like play. Trust me, my teammates have seen me at my worst in practice. And I'm very I'm a huge person of like you practice how you play. The makeup is not like a need for me on the field, but it's definitely like a fun way to express myself. And again, talking about that exposure piece, Sydney, and being able to like show people on TV like a little glimpse of me like off of the softball field, on the softball field. And NIL is such a big thing now. And like, what can I do to like really make myself and make my brand noticeable? And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I'm glad a lot of people enjoyed the get ready with me's and you know, the razzle dazzle on my eyes. Like it's been a lot of fun. And to think that I have two more years of it, it's again, like I've repeated this so many times, but it's like really, really cool. And I'm very excited. Your responses like gave me goosebumps. I cannot even joke. I mean, just the way you talk about how, I mean, obviously went through hard times growing up, but you found this makeup to kind of like clothe you with this confidence that you were like trying to take from the shows that you watch. But then little did you know, like the makeup didn't give you confidence, like you gave yourself confidence. And it's like you talk about now, you don't need it. It's fun to do because you're amazing at it. And one, I need tips so we can do another. <laughs> but I mean, you walked away as like a stronger person because you filled yourself with that confidence and whether you have it on or off, like now that's just a fun little add on to like be who you are. But like you walked out and became like a stronger woman. And I always say the strongest people I know have some of the hardest backstories. And like, that's just a true testament to how you persevere through everything. And, and I love it. And I can see just like your heart and your spirit through all of this. And it's so pure. And I'm excited to see where your brand goes. You kind of have like, I want my brand to become this. Are you still exploring that? Kind of, what are your thoughts with that? Yeah, I mean, definitely like I want to be a part of things that mean a lot. So I've had some NIL deals with, yes, like, I love Crumble. I just posted a Crumble review video. Of course, I'm going to partner with Crumble. I love Crumble. Yes. I saw that. I was like ordering Crumble tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, like, I think like I try to be wise with what I do and don't partner with. Like, there's definitely like a thing with my brand. Like, I want to be a part of empowering like young female in general, like not only young female, but like people just on what it should be like they should always want to be themselves like i've partnered with a brand called made equal and it's quite literally like the statement they have clothes they 
have some special shoes coming out soon. So I'm very excited about that. But definitely partnering with people that like have a message and have a relay of like being your true authentic self. And like, I've always wanted that. I wanted that for myself. And now I am that. And it was me that had to make that choice. So I always wanting to like stick to like a really good message across the board. And it's like who I am. Like, I don't want to partner with someone that doesn't have the same missions or the same aspects, um, what they want to do in their life. It's same thing with like making new friends. And I think what's really cool is that our coaches not only recruit like great athletes, they recruit great people. And I talk about it all the time. Like it's been amazing to make the relationships I have like here at Florida State, but not only that, but to think that a little, I shouldn't say little, a yellow ball brought like all of us together in one room, like regardless of like wherever we are in the world, like it's amazing. Like to think that this game has brought a girl from Virginia, like me and Kat, like to think that that is what happened again very cool like I get a little emotional and a little sentimental when I talk about Kat because to think that but that was my last year with her in Garden Gold is kind of crazy to think about so again I'm very excited for the rest of my pitching staff and I should definitely start to talk about them a little bit more but again like just sitting again on what Team 40 was to me and what Team 40 was like this year and not only that but Team 38 and Team 39 how much they've given me grace and allowed me to grow into the person I am today. It's been really cool. Like the makeup thing again, like I wasn't the most confident person when I got into college. It's not like all of a sudden, like I went to college and things just clicked. Like one of my teammates was just like, yeah, I love your makeup. You should do it more often. And like, I got into like my groove again, where I could just be my genuine self. And next thing I know, I'm like texting, like all of my POs. I'm like, what color do you want today? And they're like, pink, purple, green green looks good with this uniform we're like trying to figure out what uniform is sitting in the locker room for us so again like the team aspect and to think that like it brought all of us together and the relationships like it's unreal that's i mean i'll say it again that is what makes this game so special is just who it turns you into like how it raises us to be strong confident women who can walk into any room you know with our head held high but more than that, like it connects us with people and creates kind of the most impactful, genuine relationships that you'll carry throughout your life. And that's one thing like I'm learning is the game will never leave you. Like it's going to ever connect you to people. You know, it's going to forever be a part of you and who you are. And the game never stops giving back. And that's, I think, the most special thing in the world. And I'm so happy it's connected me with strong, powerful, confident women like you. And I know I speak on behalf of everybody that like you are going to inspire so many people throughout this episode just today and you've inspired me. And I kind of want to give you the floor for one final question of what is one message you would want to leave any younger girl here listening? I know you talked about like my 13-year-old self would not believe where I am today. What do you want to tell a 13-year-old out there who's looking at you and is like, man, I wish I could be like her someday? It is best to ask for forgiveness sometimes than to ask for permission when it comes to being your true self. And I think it has a lot to do with the people that you surround yourself with. It's okay to be different than the main group of whatever middle school, high school that you're in. And like, I got bullied for like quite a bit of my life, but eventually I think once I start to stick to like 
who I wanted to be and being myself, like, it's funny how many people started to gravitate towards me. And I think that's what everyone's searching and everyone's on their life journey. And I think it's all about like giving grace to the people that do like you, but it's also about giving grace to the people that don't really care about you. And that's okay. It's okay. You can just say, Hey, they're missing out on all of this. And that's great. And just being able to learn from others. Like I told you before, I learned a lot. My red shirt year but it's both on and off the field like what can i learn to be one percent better every day regardless of whether if it's like something towards my parents something about my coaches like something i can apply to school like what can i do to make myself better and just keeping that like mentality aspect to it i think we talk about the mental game a lot here at florida state but a lot of people unfortunately don't get the opportunity to have a group that they can go to and I think for sure, like something I've gotten into recently is podcasts and like being able to actually learn from people through words and not so much just like books, but again, like podcasts and like people truly talking about like the game and the mentality, but not only the game, but how to apply things that we do learn from this wonderful game onto like real life. And it shows up, you know, like I can't tell you like people connections out into the real world and whatnot but like also just like the mentalities people want to hire student athletes because of their mentalities and I think that's got a lot to be said for so if I was to give any 13 year old or any other age like some advice like it's definitely like stay true to yourself give people grace and how can I be one percent better every day Michaela, you are such a gem, honestly. Like this has been such a pleasure just to hear from you. And I love it. Don't ask for permission. Never be afraid to be who you are. And you are such a shining example of that. And all of us here today can really learn from that. And I say on behalf of everybody, I'm so excited to watch your final two seasons at Florida State. But not only that, but just to see where you go in life because there are big, big things in store for you and all the lives you are going to touch. And once again, thank you so much for joining us on From the Players Podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.